Dear friends and queer friends, you're now listening to Query. Over the next hour, we'll be getting curious on many things LGBTQ2S+, and querying topics of intersectionality and beyond. Thanks for tuning in with an open heart and mind. Now enjoy the show. Hello, friends and enemies and all the lovely people out there listening to Kootenai Co-op Radio on this beautiful day. You are now tuning in to Query. And we are in a new time slot. It is a new season of radio. It is a new season of darkness and leaves falling and cold. I'm your host, Axel, and I'm joined with my co-host, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Axel. We and are, hello, um, everybody out there <laughs> in Radioland. We are recording and broadcasting on the haha sacred Tumhulau of the Sinaiq's people. So very grateful to be supported by this land and having this conversation tonight. Uh, this week is special because it is International Pronoun Day. That's correct. On the Saturday, the 17th of October. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I didn't even know that was a day, but I learn new things all the time. And it is a day, and we're going to talk about what that means a little bit in this episode. I have a question, Axel. Oh, yeah? What? So I know what Tamhulao is, but I don't know what haha is. Can you tell me that? It means sacred. <gasps> yeah. And um, just since we're talking about the snacks for a minute, um, there's another show on KCR uh, that I don't know if it's currently airing, but it's definitely available as a podcast. And it's called Sinaiq's Stories. You can mm. find it on kootenaycoopradio.com. And it includes, I believe, 21 stories in the end. So each episode is half an hour and it has a story told by uh, two Sinaiq's folks, Marilyn James and Therese Alexis. And then uh, there's some conversation after the story and discussion. And um, it was a group of settlers gathering with Marilyn and Therese to talk about the stories. And there's also a book uh, that you can get at Otter Books that's called Not Extinct. And that has lots of art. So it was, it was a big collaborative project, but the um, radio series is available on kootenaycoopradio.com. So you can listen to the podcast version of that. And it's really neat. There's like access to like all these stories and there's lots of teachings and various like little pieces of information about the Sinaiq's people and their culture and language and, and this land that we're on. Are, are those the stories that are um, a part of the download that you get for the non-extinct book or is that something separate? They are the same stories and they also have this discussion part. So I don't know if the download from the book also has the discussion, but the... Um, Not from what I could see. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the uh, the radio series like is yeah kind of the story, and then there's like it's like edited and woven in with different discussion about the stories and like what the context is and just various pieces that like yeah unpacking the stories further and being like what does the story mean today so cool that's so awesome yeah um so yeah today we're going to talk about pronouns and have some some discussion about that but before we get into that i wanted to promote a couple uh, upcoming shows that we are planning. These are in the works. Um, as you may remember, if you were listening last week, we are now, uh, Query is now airing on Mondays at 6 p.m. And what I learned is that we're also going to be airing um, a repeat episode on Saturdays at noon. So every other Monday and every other Saturday, if you miss the Monday show, you can uh, hear Query. And, uh, and then on the alternating weeks, you will hear the show Authenticity Inc. if you happen to tune in. So um, yeah, mark your calendars. We will try to keep you updated on Facebook if you're a Facebook person when we are having a show. And um, yeah, so some upcoming shows that we're planning are uh, one is to celebrate LGBTQ History Month, which is October. So I am going to head down to the Kootenai Queer Archives at Touchstones and do an interview with Michael Wicks, who's involved in maintaining those archives and kind of coordinates that. So I'm excited to see that. I used to work in the archives once upon a time, so I'm excited to return and see all of the gay memorabilia that they're collecting there. So stay tuned for that. And, and I'm the, sure if you have any memorabilia that uh, you would like to donate to Touchstones, that that is still being accepted. Yeah, totally. I think they're, they're accepting anything even up to like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Um, we're chatting about pronouns for International Pronoun Day. Um, what's a pronoun? Mm, a pronoun. A pronoun is how we refer to a, a person um, in when we're not using their name. Or an object, right? Like pronouns, I mean, not that we're talking about that necessarily, but like I feel like grammatically a pronoun is like what you use to talk about someone that is not their name or like not the thing it is, you know, that they're like mm-hmm. short, they're short, shortened, um, personal pronouns. Anyway, I'm just getting all weird and grammatical about it, but we're talking about pronouns in the form of like, when you don't say someone's name, you might say one of these words. Totally. What are the ones that, um, are the most common? Do you think Axel? Hmm. Well, I mean, I want to say that in my life, they, them, theirs, and like the singular they for talking about people is like the most 
common or at least it has been at points in my life like when I was living in like Vancouver in a queer collective house and everybody was a they and it was just like you just get used to it and then you forget that there's also like he and she um Mm -hmm. and that yeah there's there's different options but it just kind of became a default for me and I've never really totally gone back to that um Mm -hmm. so that's one mm-hmm. that I'm sure we'll we'll get into uh, later. But I think a lot of people in the world, in the English-speaking world, um, use like he, him, his, and she, her, hers as pronouns. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that those are definitely the most common three. And um, I, I. I know that for myself, the default of they, I think, is a really good habit to get into, that referring to another person as they until you know that person's pronoun is a good exercise in remembering that we cannot and should not assume other people's genders and their pronouns that they use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it brings up just the fact that pronouns in our current way of using them are gendered. And I don't think that's something that like people really think about because it's just for many, it's just like really natural that like some people who like identify with like a man or like masculine gender use like he pronouns and like people who like are raised and associated with like being a woman or girl or like having a feminine gender like use she her Mm -hmm. um like those are that's kind of like the assumption that people make but um actually like using certain pronouns doesn't tell you what someone's gender is at all. Like, I mean, I think what you're saying is important of like, you know, we shouldn't assume that we know what someone's pronouns are based on what they look like or like how they are representing themselves or what their name is or Mm -hmm. any of those kind of markers. But also I think even if someone tells you their pronouns, then I think it's still like not okay to then assume that you then know something about that person's gender um, Mm -hmm. or the way that they identify or like relate to gender because sometimes pronouns are just pronouns and we have pronouns that we might use in certain situations and other ones in other situations and like yeah it's like if I tell you my name, that doesn't mean like, you know me, that just means like, I told you what I want you to call me in this moment. And like, you know, you don't have like a license to ask about everything in my life and my identity. Definitely. Yeah. I think that, yeah, basing, basing our, by basing somebody's gender off of how they look is a trap because there are plenty of people who don't look like a he or look like a she 
I'm using air quotes because this is all um, gen- yeah, like, like what does a you know judgment. Look like? <laughs> <laughs> These are all judgments that we that we make about one another and that are um, informed by society's ideas of what is masculine and what is feminine. But yeah, I just it's definitely a a um a dangerous road to be going down, I think, just judging people by how they look or um yeah, act or hold themselves and all these other sorts of things. And um yeah, so I think it would be great to talk about how we can all Well, actually, I think one of the things I'd like to bring up is that we all have pronouns because I think we were kind of touched on that a little bit with what we were just talking about. But I think that many folks who are cisgendered at first, when they first hear about um, maybe they, them pronouns or other um, non-binary, as in she and he type pronouns that that they're kind of shocked like like I don't use pronouns and you're like pretty sure everybody uses pronouns and I'm pretty sure that you have a pronoun and um I don't think that we always get the opportunity to stop and think about that fact the fact that every person in the whole world has a pronoun they all look uh, maybe a little bit different from language to language. Um, and that we all have a gender identity, which is separate. Um, from our bodies and how our bodies are configured. So we're looking at the differences of, you know, gender expression and gender identity than um, how our body has been constructed and how it the characteristics show up in our bodies um <laughs> yeah I think that's super important to just you know kind of decenter the norm or like decenter what is seen as neutral which like if someone is saying something like oh I don't have pronouns because they've you know been informed about different pronouns that people may use and they feel defensive about it um you know it would be like if if a straight person is like well I don't have a sexual orientation I'm just normal and you're like okay well let's like dig into that and like what does it mean to be normal and to like therefore not be in a category because you're somehow just like the neutral one that we're all compared to mm-hmm. um, and like I appreciate what you're saying about how um, you know even if you like may have an experience of like not having to think about that that doesn't mean that it's not active in your life um, and that it's not like 
impacting you and the people around you. Because I think when we talk about pronouns and and like the reason that we have something like International Pronoun Day, um, it's not just like for general pronoun awareness of people being able to be like, yeah, I use he, him pronouns. Um, it's like specifically looking about looking at how, you know, certain people um, like gender nonconforming and trans folks um, are treated differently um, and how people, you know, may or may not like respect their pronouns and therefore like their identity um, and how that's like a, a specific oppression that like not everyone in this world has to deal with. Um, and some people, you know, maybe someone might accidentally like call them like sir or ma'am in the, in the grocery store and they like don't identify with that. And the person's probably like, oops, like did a thing. Um, by mistake or whatever and for some people that's their like daily existence of like um having to like deal with not being seen and affirmed Mm -hmm. um in the way that they identify uh so pronoun awareness is like really important as a way that like we can like witness and affirm each other and uh to uphold like beautiful gender diversity and, you know, just love on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, one of the things we should talk about is how you might go about finding out how to address another person in a way that it doesn't single them out and, um hold space for the understanding and knowledge that you also have a pronoun and that this is your opportunity to say, hey, uh, my name is Stephanie and my pronouns are she, her, and they, them. What are your pronouns? Okay, wait, I want to stop you there for a second. Okay. You can have two different pronouns. (gasps) I know, right? Oh my um, gosh. Yes. You know what? I There is not a, a pronoun um, maximum. If you, I know some folks who don't feel misgendered by any pronoun. And so they're like, you could call me, like I go by she, him, and they, or, um, you know, or people that have two like myself. And yeah, you there you get to make the rules about your own body and your own identity. Spoiler alert. Wow. Wow. Um, isn't that confusing for other people though? I mean, sorry, I'm being I'm being devil's advocate here, but like why can't you just pick a pronoun? I know you are. Totally. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I think sometimes if, it goes if, back to what you were saying earlier, Axel, about sometimes people use certain pronouns in company where they don't feel those pronouns maybe are safe ones to use. So, 
you know, maybe if, if it was somebody like myself who uses a binary pronoun and then um, they, that I would ask, I would maybe only say she in a, my, my pronouns are she, her in a group where I feel like, I don't know, maybe I don't have the emotional capacity to explain myself in that that day or maybe I feel um, physically unsafe in that group and so I don't want to put myself out there using they them pronouns um, and I also think that you can ask that person like if you feel confused like oh you have two pronouns like which one should I use they're, they will tell you when you say that, like, they'll either tell you, oh, this one I, I like the most, or they'll say, you know, only in this kind of company, or whatever reasonings there might be for deciding to use one over the other. And I would like to point out that this is the only time, the only time that you can say, what is your preferred pronoun? <laughs> if somebody has more than one pronoun that they used, you could ask that. But when you're introducing yourself and asking another person what pronouns they use, you don't say preferred because that insinuates that there's another pronoun that is the valid pronoun and the other one is, I don't know, like an alternative or something. Mm -hmm. So instead yeah, of was what like... pronouns do you use? Yeah. Definitely a popular one for, for a while there, the like preferred pronoun. Uh, and I, I appreciate all of the many people who have done the work of being like, actually, it's not preferred. It's not a preference. This is just the pronoun that I use. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, use it, please. And thank Sometimes you. Sometimes I think it might come from the fact that on paperwork, for places that um, are a little bit more up to date when it comes to gender affirming documentation. If you have paperwork, um, like government ID, for example, that has an old name, um, paperwork might say, what is your preferred name? And sometimes I wonder if that's where that confusion came from like saying preferred pronoun because you might say preferred name um yeah I don't know but it, it's uh regardless it's what pronouns do you use totally and I think just like you were saying earlier about like what um what to do if someone has two different sets of pronouns that they say they use uh, is like ask them obviously and they they may tell you they may tell you that like they like both of them like you were saying you know some people don't feel uh, that feel comfortable with like any pronoun and like some people um, may feel comfortable with like having a mix of pronouns or like just hearing variety and like having just multiple parts of their identity recognized in different moments so you know, sometimes people just like to mix it up and like keep it fresh and make people question what's going on. Um, I feel like that's a nice thing about pronouns sometimes is like just 
I don't know, using them as a way of like flagging or um, like sometimes, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I personally feel pretty comfy with like she, her pronouns or they, them pronouns. And, um, you know, sometimes I like use they, them pronouns exclusively in like a queer space where I know I'm not going to have to like explain that to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise I might be like she, her, or they, them. And, you know, otherwise I just might be like she, her, whatever. Um, and it kind of just like depends on, you know, is there someone that's going to ask me about this? Like, do I feel capable of like doing that education right now? Or like, mm-hmm. do I just want to be chilling or like do I want to like somehow out myself as like queer in like an intro circle um but I feel like it's like also becoming somewhat more common for people who like identify as cis to you know say that they're comfortable with they them pronouns as well as like um like gendered pronouns so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I know um, the the most lovely educator in town, Milo, um, they were telling me that when they do um, their trans, because uh, they're a transgender um, identity educator, that when they do presentations and um, introduce themselves, they say that they use uh, they and Z, pronouns and um and they tell the audience use whichever one is more challenging to you which I absolutely love because I think that um well I guess personally for myself I love growing and learning and that that's just another way for us to I think challenge our brains into uh, learning new things and making new neural pathways to learn how to say um, neo pronouns. That's right, isn't it, Axel? Yeah, neo pronouns. Neo, I think, means new in some Latin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like new pronouns, and there's like there's many of them. They're so like lovely and creative. Like there's Fay. Fay fair fairs mm-hmm. so sweet oh my I know gosh. it makes me think of fairies I like it a lot um or like a m that's one um yeah there's there's many and there's there's fun games that you can do um but before we get carried away I kind of derailed what you were saying which I think was like how do you talk to someone about pronouns or like if you don't know what someone's pronouns are which like you don't if you just meet someone you probably don't um like how do you uh broach that topic I think we were maybe going to talk about that but then I was just like what about having two sets of yeah, pronouns? oh no that's okay yeah we we talked we talked a, a little bit about it I think that um, one, what I was wanting to get out of that suggestion for how um, each of us could go about talking about pronouns and making normalizing it um, would be in a situation uh, first saying, you know, your name and then stating the pronouns that that 
uh, you use and then saying, what, what are your name and pronouns? And um, that gives somebody an opportunity to think about it. Um, and I think one of the things I wanted to point out was that, again, going back to the judging people by the way that they look, that I think that um, trans folks are exhausted um, by people like clocking them and then coming up and saying, you know, well-meaning people, I'm sure, asking what pronouns they use because it puts all of this pressure and onus on on their pronouns and like their identity and stuff. And and I think a great way to counteract that is to I to recognize that you also have an identity, you also have pronouns. And so regardless of what a person looks like, if you can introduce yourself and your pronouns, that makes for a safer space for somebody else to identify their pronouns. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, you can also just not use pronouns. You could just use people's mm -hmm. names. Um, some people prefer that. And uh, you can also listen to how other people are talking about a person if you don't know what their pronouns are. Um, you can kind of try to pay attention and like get that information from like hearing someone else talking about them mm -hmm. um, and being aware that, you know, that's not foolproof because maybe that person doesn't know their pronouns and they're assuming totally. them. But um, yeah, there's, there's different ways to like glean information. Um, and also like stuff like just if you're at an event one day ever again in this weird pandemic time where you're meeting new people and you might have a name tag that you can like write your pronouns on your name tag. Mm -hmm. That's totally an option and like helps to kind of normalize the idea that just like you don't know someone's name when you first meet them and it would be weird if we just assumed what other people's names were and just started calling them that. <laughs> that we also you look like a you look like a sarah i'll just start calling you sarah yeah i've met a lot of sarahs that look like you so uh it's sarah um oh boy but yeah you know uh mm -hmm. just put yourself out there and do that and maybe it'll spark a conversation and you can be like yes this is why i do this um yeah yeah and i mean people put that on their email signatures as well I, I would really like encourage people that if this is something you want to do professionally or if this is something that like if you host um, workshops and things like that and you want to do a pronoun round um, that it shouldn't just be like artificial like I really encourage you to get some education around it or you know even if that looks like doing you know, a deep rabbit hole, like jump down pronoun realm because yeah, we don't want to be doing any virtue signal signaling either with, um, with pronouns. Totally. And like, if you're looking for resources, um, the international pronoun day 
actually has a website and they have lots of resources, including videos and articles and little guides of like what you might say uh, if you're hosting a introduction round and inviting people to say their pronouns and like why you may say that. So um, you can go to pronounsday.org and go to the resources page and uh, yeah, many cute videos. There's also like some some stuff about why this matters, why pronouns matter for trans people specifically. There's a video on that. And there's templates for stickers and buttons and there's guides, there's infographics. Like you're going to love it if you just want to nerd out about this. Just also there's even games because as we were saying earlier, some of these neo pronouns um, may be unfamiliar and, um, you know, people are generally familiar with like they, them, theirs because it's like a plural pronoun as well. So like even if you're not used to using it to talk about one person, um, you, you probably still are because we often default to it when we are talking about someone and we don't know who we're talking about. Um, such as in the case of someone like forgetting their phone, you might be like, oh, someone forgot their phone. Um, mm -hmm. So that's interesting. But anyway, people are like somewhat familiar with that. But like um, pronouns like zemzers or like zhearhears, um, there's like these fun games that are like you can practice and it gives you little quizzes where you have to like write the appropriate pronoun. Um, so if you're into like quizzing yourself, um, yeah, I'm you can find those that links. Out. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm just going to take a moment here to let you know about uh, an awesome organization that you should donate your money and time to if you have the means and i of course i'm talking about trans lifeline which is a hotline that is available to folks in canada and north america who are trans non-binary and questioning Trans Lifeline is a trans-led organization that connects trans people to the community, support, and resources they need to survive and thrive. The hotline is a peer support service run by trans people for trans and questioning callers. Operators are located all over the U.S. and Canada and are all trans identified. Um, you can call one 877 3306366 to call to a trans support person. The line is open 24/7, but it's sometimes they are too busy to take calls, so you can always call back. Um, and if you are um, in the PST time zone along with us, and you call between 7 a.m. and 1 p.m there's a guarantee to have someone available for you to talk to. Um, this incredible resource is always also looking for volunteer operators. So if you are trans identified and have at least two hours a week to help out other trans and questioning folk, please think about volunteering your time and you can find out more about that at 
translifeline.org. And we, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the fundraiser they're doing right now. Yeah, they're um, raising money also to celebrate Queer History Month. And uh, yeah, they also have a micro grant program. So they, um, they give trans people money to legally change their name and um, other things associated with transitioning. So um, yeah, donate mm-hmm. money so they can give that back to trans folks who need to update their ID. Mm-hmm. And the Trans Heart October which is their fundraiser right now is um, being sponsored by geeks, which I absolutely love. So if you're somebody who has a group online that plays nerdy games and you donate to charity, Trans Lifeline is looking for folks to donate to the Trans Heart October fundraiser that's going on right now. And you can find out more about that um, on the main page there at translifeline.org. Cool. Thanks for sharing all that info. Um, what was the number again? I think I might have a different number, but maybe. You I know what? I think number. the number I gave was a Canadian number. Oh, okay. Oh, so yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. I see the top. Again, one eight seven seven three three zero six three six six, and their website is translifeline.org again. So, yeah, if you need to call and talk to a support person, peer support, do that. If you need to donate money so that other people can access that support, do that. Whatever, whatever you gotta do. And uh, we are talking about pronouns, which is related because having people use the wrong pronouns, uh, sometimes this is referred to as misgendering, although misgendering can also be other things other than using the wrong pronouns, but um, can be really hard on people's mental health and just their like resilience. So that's why we need resources like the Trans Lifeline. Um, And also we need like allies who are willing to like step up and like correct people when they use the wrong pronoun Um, because that's really exhausting for people to have to do that for themselves all the time in their lives. Mm -hmm. So what do you think are some key things to consider if you yourself or someone that you witness uses the wrong pronoun. Okay. I think one of the things just before we talk about that, that I'd like, I'd like to touch on is the fact that I think we all accidentally misgender people sometimes. I know that it happens to myself and um, our brains are very interesting organs that, um, that we are dependent on for speech and so especially if you are learning a new pronoun for somebody who is is using a new pronoun and you've known them by a different pronoun in the past um 
I urge you to work on learning this new pronoun because it literally comes down to neural pathways in your brain. And the older we get, um, the less uh, plasticity we have with our brains. And so it could take quite a few times of properly gendering and using the correct pronoun for somebody before you have strong pathways that make that easier for you. So that doesn't give you a green light for not correcting yourself though. So um, that's, this is me saying have compassion for yourself and others and also do the work because it's a brain game and you can beat it. So with that said, what I find for myself works the best is just saying, like just interjecting. So if, if, you know, if Axel and I were chatting and Axel said the wrong pronoun for somebody, I would just interrupt what Axel was saying and, and give the right pronoun. So for example, um, you want to say somebody's name and I'll just throw a pronoun out there. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, so I was talking to my friend Parneet the other day and she was like, um, uh, he, okay. Uh, I was talking to my friend Parneet the other day and he was like, Perfect. So that's how I would do it also. Um, one of the things that for me, I personally like is if I get corrected, I say, oh, right. He, thank you. And then I go on to do exactly what you did, Axel, which is repeat the same sentence I was saying about that person and then use the correct pronoun so that I give my brain the opportunity to use that pathway again. And the reason that I like saying thank you is because I think especially as Canadians, our first instinct is to say sorry. And this can kind of go down a bad road, especially if the person who's correcting you, it, that it's actually their pronoun. So if you make a mistake, if you need to say sorry, say sorry, but just say it once and don't keep apologizing because it, it ends up making the issue of misgendering or using the wrong pronoun about you instead of about the learning that's happening or e even about the person who you just accidentally misgendered. Um, I just find saying thank you really um, makes space for compassion. So for myself. So if I say thank you, you know, thank you for reminding me or yes, that's right. Thanks. And then I move on. 
I don't create space for beating myself up about the fact that I just misgendered a friend of mine. It doesn't leave room for me saying um, negative things to myself in my head about, you know, that I should know better or, you know, that that was um, that was just so, you know, bad of me to say that. It just, it's just thanks that person. Thanks for putting yourself out there and, and helping me do better. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And like, one of the things that my somatic therapy teacher says is that struggle is not optional in learning. And when we learn new things, we do make mistakes and we do, you know, take time to integrate the learning. And so, you know, regardless of whether you have been around the block or this is your first time hearing about this, you know, you are going to mess it up uh, because, you know, like Stephanie was saying earlier, you know, the, the the ways that gender and language are like tied together in our culture are like so ingrained in our brains that like we literally have to just like rewire them. We have to rewire our brains to like think differently about how we relate to people. And that is hard work. And, you know, it's okay not to know, but it's not okay not to grow. Um and yeah, so practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also important, I think, just to like, you know, do the thing and go mm-hmm. to the go to the apps and like play the game. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, even if or, you like are really comfortable with certain pronouns, like there's there's new pronouns and you might not know what they are. And I don't know, sometimes like I find that I can like get shy about not knowing things. I'm sure that others have this experience as well of being like, oh no, I don't know a thing. Um, I feel like shame or just like embarrassed that I don't know a thing. And that's not actually helpful for my learning because it's really hard to learn when you feel shame because it's not like a a creative and curious and engaged state. It's like a shutdown state. So yeah, trying to like stay curious and uh, engaged and not like beating yourself up about what you don't know and being more concerned about what you can learn and what other people have to share and the different ways that people express themselves and how cool it is to live in a world where there's so much diversity and gender magic focus on that gender magic I love that so much yeah and if you have another friend who is also trying to learn learn together because it's easier it's easier to talk to a friend and you know um have a whole conversation where you are working on correctly using somebody's correct pronouns that you you know just learned that they have um than talking to yourself and trying to trying to um 
trying to learn that way. It's fun. It's fun to hang out and talk, talk in, I don't know. I, I love talking positively about people when they're not around and thinking about how, you know, we're all, we're all loving so hard on that person and like what that must, I don't know. It does to my heart. It makes me so happy. And so it's like, yeah, you could spend half an hour talking about your friend and using the correct pronouns and talking about how rad they are and just loving them up. Aww. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I think just to put out there that it's okay to experiment with pronouns, you know? It's okay. It's cool, you know, frankly, if you want to try out how it feels for people to say other pronouns when they're talking about you and just see how that feels in your body and how it may feel affirming or not, you know, and you can change your mind. You don't have to keep the same pronouns that you've always used. You can, you can try out other ones and then you can go back if you don't like it or, you know, whatever, like it's a whole new world out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your journey is valid. However that looks. Yeah. Um, I think we're just about done our, our hour here. It's been a, that went fast. Buzzed by. So if I need more support than just going to a website and reading some things, if I want someone to come and educate me and my organization or whatever, um, who can do that for me, Stephanie? (laughs) Is this a trick question, Axel? Um, Well, I've just launched my business and this is one of the things that I would like to specialize in. Um, And so talking to folks, individuals about yeah, about gender identity and pronouns and and all of um, that comes with that, but also having your business, whether it's a co-op or you host a festival or whatever it is that you do, having it be inclusive and open in a way that your paperwork reflects options beyond male and female and um, that you start a practice within your business of asking people for their pronouns and normalizing that on a, on a bigger scale than even just us individuals. So yeah, you can find me at becomingeducation.ca and you can give me a call or a text at the number there and I would love to talk to you about how I can help you um, personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Love that personalized education and support on these important topics. Cool. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more soon. Uh, Thanks for listening to Query. And Mm -hmm. uh, we will be back next, not next week. I'm going to have to stop saying that. We're back every other week. So 
we'll be back here and we love you and need you and you're important and valuable okay you sure are and that will be november the second yeah november the second will be the next time we're on the air all right take care of yourselves and each other bye bye